Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. How do we create characters who readers believe in? How do we defy stereotypes like the sinner versus the saint? I'm Nancy Panuccio, and on today's episode of Writer Unleashed, we'll explore three ways to get under the skin of your characters and make sure you stay to the end because I have a free resource for you. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. In my early 20s, as a student at Columbia University, I was fortunate to have the author Ethan Kanan critique my very first completed short story. The story centered around two friends, both Juilliard students, and their mentor who became smitten by one of the girl's musical talents. Now, Ethan's major criticism was that my story was plot-driven rather than character-driven. Now, I knew I had written this story purely driven by character. At the time, I barely had a concept of what plot even was. I had gone with the energy of my narrator, a girl who was consumed by jealousy and fear of being displaced, a girl who by the story's end left her friend alone in a room to die of meningitis. Now, admittedly, this was a terrible story. But after many years of contemplating Ethan's comment, I came to realize he was absolutely right. My story was plot-driven, despite the emotions that fueled the story's action. The reason it was plot-driven had nothing to do with my process. In fact, my approach to the story was irrelevant. It had everything to do with how my story was received by my readers. It was plot-driven because I had failed to enter, much less reveal, the humanity of my characters. My story suffered from a case of good character, bad character. My narrator, the bad one, lacked the depth necessary for readers to simultaneously despise what she did and empathize with her. And her friend, the good character, was equally shallow, achingly beautiful, superbly talented. Her only flaw 
was that she smoked Virginia Slims in the school bathroom. Now, I may have understood the emotions driving the story. I may even have sympathized with my narrator's jealousy, but I was still gliding the surface. All of my characters suffered from stereotype. So to create characters that defy stereotype, we need to, number one, empathize. Now, one of the most common writing mantras bandied about is this idea that our characters, troublesome characters in particular, must be sympathetic. But for my money, sympathy is not enough. I want to feel more deeply connected to characters, both the ones I create on the page and the ones I encounter in the stories I read. Because to connect with anyone in the deepest human way possible, you need to empathize, which is a totally different muscle than sympathy. So here's the difference between empathy and sympathy. Empathy is feeling into. It's projecting our own consciousness on our characters. Brene Brown, who wrote Daring Greatly, believes sympathy drives disconnection. Empathy drives connection. And she calls sympathy a secondhand emotion. You feel sympathy when you haven't been there. You feel empathy when you have. So empathy creates a vulnerable connection. It's a shared intimacy between reader and character. It allows both you and your readers to feel with rather than feel for. So how do you empathize with your character so your readers can do the same? How do you get under their skin? You feel your way into them. You imagine your way into their sensations. You enter their perspective, their bodies, their minds, their secrets, their shame, their fears. This applies not only to your most noble characters, but your most troublesome characters as well. The characters, by the way, who wreak havoc, who steal, lie, cheat, and kill, these characters need empathy in spades. Now, human nature is vast territory. We want to stay with our characters long enough to encounter all their qualities, not just the sunny stuff, but the dark, shameful, ugly stuff. Not just the bad and the dark, ugly stuff, but the redeeming qualities as well. Number two, complicate our reaction. A compelling character complicates our reaction. That's because these characters characters have opposites. They're this, but they're also that. So in Lolita, for example, Humbert is basically a pedophile, but he's also highly educated and he's entertaining. There's a part of us that likes him, that finds him fascinating. And this is unsettling because it makes us complicit in his crime. Tony Soprano, he's a cheat, an adulterer, and a cold-blooded murderer. While we detest some of the things he does, we admire his street smarts, his loyalty to his crew, and his survival skills. Now, 
Empathizing with your villains is hard work, but it's a deeply rewarding practice because ideally your characters are a lot like you. You're pulling from some shadow aspects of yourself that you don't necessarily express in real life. And this is what great stories do. They go beyond the status quo. They force us to question our own preconceived notions about people. They don't just portray the givens. So number three, go into an alias. Charles Baxter once said, we become other people to write about the unwritable. The unwritable is your secret life. You know, the stuff you've never told a soul, the stuff that you deny even to yourself, the stuff that you suppress. So the characters you create on the page act as surrogates for the deepest, most shameful, most courageous, most submerged aspects of yourself. Some of your characters will speak on behalf of your courageous self. Some stand up for your terrified self, your sad self, your jealous, mean, and even violent self. Now, you might identify more strongly with your protagonist, but you also identify with your other characters, whether you're conscious of it or not. Even the characters who do the most unconscionable things. Diane Leffer, one of my greatest mentors, said this, We all have a killer inside, and we all have a savior inside. We have the cop and the robber inside. We have everything big and everything small. Now, we might not express it in our daily lives, but we all have overwhelming impulses rooted in infancy, which become inhibited in a healthy way. We don't necessarily act those impulses out, but we can tap into them. We can access them and channel them into our characters. Now, great actors do this all the time. They draw on the shadow aspects of themselves in order to play a character who does things beyond their ken. And we've all experienced feelings of revenge, even murderous rage. We just haven't indulged in those urges. But if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we do feel them. We even fantasize about acting them out. So to get under the skin of your characters, to become them, get in touch with those extremes of feeling that every human experiences without necessarily putting into action. So number one, empathize, feel with your characters, not for them. Number two, complicate our reaction, show the light and the dark of all your characters. And number three, go into an alias, tap into the urges you have that you don't necessarily put into action in your daily life. Thanks so much for listening. I hope these three tips help you create complicated, believable, and complex characters. Now, up on my website, I have a free character questionnaire using the actor's technique by actor and director Leon Mortel. These are 13 questions designed to help you get under the skin of your characters so that you can defy stereotype. You'll find this at nancypinuccio.com slash free resources. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. 
same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.